Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, great, great, uh, what a night, you know, great night here in Moby Arena. The the fans and the atmosphere was awesome and you could feel it in the, in the buildup to the game. And, um, you know, our guys delivered with a terrific defensive performance. It's funny, you know, you, everybody talks and they're doing the predictions on the game, feeling about what's going to happen. And the first game in Laramie, it was two teams. Nobody could stop anybody, you know, it was just bucket, bucket, bucket. And, you know, two really good offensive teams. And then, you know, tonight it really turned into a defensive battle. And uh, I thought our guys came out with a great mindset. Uh, they're a very difficult team to defend. We tried to, you know, make some other guys take shots, and I thought we did that. And times they made us pay, and I thought they made it difficult on us too. And um, they're a really good team. They're very well coached, and and uh, you know, it came down to the wire just like we thought. And um, I say one thing, you know, and and I told Jeff this. It just it's really cool when both programs are playing at a high level and with both programs have fan bases that are engaged. It's awesome for college athletics. It's awesome for sports. And, and uh, I, I just think it just adds into the whole thing. So they're not fun to play against all the time, but when both teams are, are playing well and they're good. And I think we said before the game, this is the first time Wyoming and Colorado State have played when both teams have had 20 wins, you know, already in the season playing against each other. And that's good stuff. And uh, proud of our guys, man. They made, made play after play when they had to, and that's a big win for us. What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. It is late. We had an awesome night up in Fort Collins. Colorado State takes down Wyoming 61-55. to In the second edition of the Border War, these teams split. Really, really fun matchup. Um, Man, this was about as good defensively as as CSU has been all season. I would say for 40 minutes, probably the most complete game. And they just completely took Hunter Maldonado and Graham E.K. out of this one. Maldonado, four points, two of six from the floor. He actually fouled out in 26 minutes. E.K. played all 40. He only had eight points, three of 13 from the floor. Did have 13 rebounds. He's always going to get his on the glass. But CSU was determined to make somebody else beat them. And, you know, Drake Jeffries, 26 points, 7 of 16 from the floor, 6 of 15 threes. He had a really good game. Ducell hit a couple of threes as well. But ultimately, it just it was not enough firepower without their stars. CSU was able to lock down Wyoming stars. And then on the other end, you know, their guys, David Roddy, Isaiah Stevens, Really, I mean, this was a team victory. Roddy scored 26 points. He had 11 rebounds to, to pull out the double-double. Chandler Jacobs was incredible in this one, especially in the second half. 18 points total, 13 in the second half. We're going to talk about all of it. Before we do, though, I got to shout out the homies over at Chevalier Mortgage. 
Their ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind, with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market is crazy in Colorado. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. What's really cool is they actually have a perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, not only can you enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472, or one last time, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. We are going to get into some of those points I already started to make, but I just kind of want to start by talking about the atmosphere because it was what I led with in my post-game article. I hope, you know, if you're a DNVR member, you go check it out. I was pretty proud of this one. You know, some game stories are... are I, I like to try and make the best of any game story. But when you have, you know, a, a big-time matchup like this, you know, just as a as a creative, you know, you kind of want to bring out a little something special. You want to add a little extra oomph to it. And that's always hard because... You know, as a writer, writing is a frustrated process. Writing is a frustrating process. So is speaking for me, apparently, in in general. But like, when you really want to kill it, you know, you're you're just sitting there and you type a couple of words. No, 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 you delete it. And I do that for like forty five minutes, and then I finally settle on something that I deem, you know, just mediocre <laughs> enough to to move on with my life before I pull my hair out. And then in the end, it turns out pretty good. But that's just the creative process. It's it's not for the faint of heart. Like as a writer, or even as a podcast host, even I feel like there's this glorious twelve hour window after you publish something where you know it it feels perfect and you nailed it, and then you know you go away from it a couple days later, and then all of a sudden you have five things you would have done different. Anyways, I'm I'm going on to a a whole different side tangent here. I got sidetracked, but you know the atmosphere. The the point I was trying to make. Was ev- was everything? It was everything that you would want as a college basketball fan. This was just so much fun. I mean, a sold out arena, the fourth in a row, and obviously Boise State will be the fifth to cap it off. Fans mostly in white supporting CSU, but also you know some very vocal Wyoming folks in attendance as well that made their their voices heard. And then you know rivals that have been playing each other since it wasn't uncommon to to you know, ride a horse to work and and they come together and, and just play a phenomenal game, a, a game that matters a ton, both in the the context of the, the race for the Mountain West Championship, but also for these teams' NCAA tournament resumes. And, and like Nico Medved said, the first time ever these two teams 
meet up having already notched 20 wins under their belts. It was just everything that you could ask for, you know, as a college basketball fan. Two great teams, two teams that played hard, that really wanted to beat each other. You could see how much it mattered to both sides, but it wasn't ugly. You know, we still had a respectable handshake line out there. By the way, another side tangent, but all the people saying we should get rid of handshake lines, that's so ridiculous to me. If you can't, you know, I understand that every now and then something's going to go wrong, but think about how many basketball games occur on a day-to-day basis and there are zero problems. You know, there's there's zero problems with the handshake line. I don't know. I just I feel like if you can't put your emotions aside for 15 to 20 seconds to walk, you know, down the line and shake the hand of your opponent, you probably shouldn't be, you know, out there representing a university. I don't, you know, maybe I'm oversimplifying here. I understand the the heat of competition, you know, getting worked up and what can go wrong. It is a situation where it there there is the possibility of, you know, things getting heated. But I do like sportsmanship. And I thought it was cool. You know, you could tell that these coaches respected each other a lot. You could tell that these these teams respected each other a lot. And, and they fought like hell all the way down to the final minutes. And then the students stormed the court. It's an incredible scene. <laughs> a little bit hesitant at first. I was like, oh, are they going to do it? Is security going to stop it? And then everybody just, you know, kind of almost in slow motion. I had kind of a cool view of it of from the press box, which I had actually never sat in that high in Moby before. But there were so many people at this game that we had to, that CSU had to get creative and that was fine. I actually enjoyed the view. It was cool to kind of see the game play out. Um, Less obstruction because where the the normal media sitting is, you can't even see part of the corner of the floor because of the way that the students stand all game. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I keep going on all kinds of side tangents here, but the the students stormed the floor and it, it was just, it was everything you could want as a college basketball fan. And I know that there's snarky people and act like you've been there before. And I do feel that there are some standards, you know, for, for rushing the court. Like, you know, you're not going to rush the court for a home win over New Mexico or something, unless it just ended in an absurd way, like a buzzer beater, you know, from half quarter or something like that. But, you know, a rivalry game that, that comes down to it, that, that matters this much this late in the season, the act like you've been there before crowd. Just give it a rest. Enjoy something, guys. <laughs> Come on. This was my take after San Diego State. It's my take again. These are fun games. We hear all these complaining, you know, why don't students come to college basketball games? How do we get them invested in college athletics? Then they come, they show out, they care so much that they want to, you know, storm the court in celebration and, and we're bitching about it. Just give me a break. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over the fun police. This is the type of atmosphere that Nico Medved talked about the day he was introduced as head coach, you know, what he was hoping to bring back, you know, 2013 orange out type crowds. And that's what we have. And people are still finding a way to, to nitpick, to, to complain, to just bellyache about everything. And I just, I don't get that. You know, I don't, understand having that be your default reaction especially if it's the team that you cheer for you know as as somebody that's observing that game you know from the east coast doesn't give you know a rat about csu or wyoming or the border war the mountain west you know they look at it and they're like ah you know they were six and a half point favorites you know maybe don't need to storm the court in this situation 
But those people don't have any of the context that we do. They don't remember two years ago when Roddy and Stevens were freshmen and a, a very, you know, underwhelming Wyoming team for most of the season, you know, upset CSU in the first round of the Mountain West tournament, ended their year early. They don't remember, or, you know, they aren't familiar, I should say, with how this first game played out. You know, really dramatic with all the foul calls and Maldonado and the drama and, and the missed free throw and going to overtime. But when I see CSU fans who've been through this, you know, who've been a part of this journey that understand the context, that are a part of the rivalry, you're still getting upset about it. Act like you've been there before. Ben, where? CSU hasn't been to an NCAA tournament in, in close to a decade. They've never won the regular season Mountain West title. So act like you've been there. They haven't done anything since the late 80s, really. I mean, they have one NCAA tournament win since 2000. And, and we have this incredible season there in the national spotlight. You know, have a chance to climb back into the top 25, I think, if they beat Utah State on Saturday. And we get middle-aged people online complaining about the students having fun. Isn't that exactly what you would want from them? I just, I don't get it. I genuinely don't. If you're Duke, if you're North Carolina, yeah, you probably have a little bit higher standards for storming the court. But that's not Colorado State. And we, I, we have this all the time. This like weird warped reality of not being able to understand that there are different levels to this shit. Anyways, I, <laughs> I'm getting all worked up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on, and I'm gonna tell you about our latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Before we continue to talk about the individuals that shined in this win for CSU. All right, new customers, the latest offer with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet $1 on any team, get $150 in free bets if they win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. You can do this for college basketball on certain matchups as well. I've really enjoyed this. I've, I've been able to jack the odds pretty substantially with some of these games that I'm pretty confident about in the Mountain West. And, you know, you, you lose some every now and then. But if, if you stick to your principles, you can, you, can really, you can really clean up. Just dive into the numbers. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. Again, that is with the promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to tell you guys about Ranch Rider Spirits. Born out of a food truck in Austin, Texas, Ranch Rider Spirits Company is a premium spirit-based seltzer brand. They were the first to put ranch water, the iconic Texan beverage, in a can. And what they do is they use premium spirits like Resposado tequila or six times distilled vodka. They add sparkling water, fresh squeezed citrus, and it is just a smooth combo that does not miss. They don't add any sugar, no artificial preservatives, none of that shit. After only two years on the market, they have established themselves as one of the top 10 fastest-selling alcohol brands in the country. You heard me, top 10 in the country. All they do is win no matter what. All right, if you want to try 
Ranch Rider Spirits, go to ranchriderspirits.com and find the closest location near you. We've been killing these over at the DNVR studio. Very popular amongst the staff. I know you guys are going to love it. I love how refreshing they are. You know, a lot of those citrusy drinks can it can get a little, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. I, I just like that this one doesn't have, it's not too sweet. That's what it is. It's not too much sugar. They nailed it. Go try it, ranchriderspirits.com. All right, let's talk about some of the individuals that shined in this game for CSU, starting obviously with David Roddy. 26 points, only took him 13 attempts from the floor to do it. 8 of 13, was able to score at all levels in this one. Hit 4 of 7 three-point attempts, also was able to drive on. Ike was able to drive on Maldonado. It did not matter who they threw at him. Wyoming has some really good, you know, man on ball defenders too and Roddy was just patient you could tell he was intense but he was playing within the flow of the game had three steals on defense so he was great both ways also 11 rebounds to to complete the double double my favorite play in the game actually though was he had a play in the in the second half with just under three minutes left in the game and at this point Wyoming was was able to cut the the deficit to just one Drake Jeffries at the 340 mark made a three, and it was from deep. And they actually didn't score again after that. But after Wyoming had had cut the deficit to just one, you know, Roddy took the ball. They're, they're not trying to force anything. He clears out the right side, and he just backs down Maldonado all the way into the paint, not rushing anything, not worried about it. He's, you know, smart with the dribble, shielding the basketball, making sure he can't get knocked loose. And he just all of a sudden turns, finishes off the glass with finesse. And it was just one of those where I was like, man, what are you even supposed to do as a defender there? He's so strong. So he just, he forces you all the way down low. He gets exactly where he needs to be. And he's just so skilled. You you just assume he's going to finish, you know, in this instance, it was off the glass, but he's great at that little, you know, running hook shot. He can hit, do the floater. He can obviously dunk on your face if, if that's the route that he chooses to go. I don't know. His bag is just, it's endless. It's its like Mary Poppins. You can just keep pulling things out and, and you know, you never know what he's going to, what he's going to do next. My other favorite play, you know, in this one was he had a three in the first half where it was very early in the possession, but he just walks up and drains it. You know, he was feeling himself 17 points in the first half. But all night, he was just making winning plays. He was impactful. And, you know, after the game, he he said it was actually the most even keeled that he had ever felt going into a matchup, just, you know, confident in, in himself and his teammates. And, you know, I think people that don't know him would probably, you know, roll their eyes or pretend that's like a, or, you know, assume that's like a cliche or, or something like that. But with Roddy, I mean, you could see it. Like, he was just cool, calm, and collected all game long. And he was in it to win it. I mean, this Rams team in general, they were they were making winning plays all over the place, you know. Aside from, you know, Roddy and, and Chandler Jacobs, who I'll get into in a sec, and, and Isaiah Stevens, who was just tremendous defensively. He was facilitating. Isaiah Rivera, I I really was impressed with the, the minutes he was able to log in this one. And the growth that he has shown defensively is just so significant. I mean, they trust him. They trust him at this point to, to be playing key minutes. And, I mean, he had one of the biggest plays of the game. He was able to kind of poke it free and 
then, you know, catches Maldonado in a bad position and he picks up a block. And that was actually his his fourth person. He got called for a couple of blocks in this one. <laughs> I know a, a lot of CSU fans were were loving that one. But that was about with nine minutes left in, in the second half. And, and that was after Rivera had gotten called for, and I'll just say it, it was a ridiculous charge the other way. We've got to get rid of this in college basketball. And, and I don't blame the players for doing it because the officials reward them for this crap every single time. Just, you know, when a guy is driving hard and you just run over and go under him and then fall down, that's not defense. we got to stop rewarding that as a charge. Again, I don't blame the players because they'll give it to you every single time. But Medved actually got teed up after that really lit some fire into him. And then, you know, we saw CSU respond. And I was just impressed that Rivera was able to, to stay composed after, you know, a, a bad call went against him. It, it would have been a big momentum play the other way. Instead, he gets the, the rough end, but he stayed in it, kept playing defense, and ends up making one of the most important plays of, of the entire game. I mean, there were a lot of instances. I, I felt like Tanjay was great in this one defensively, you know, not his best night on offense. But he didn't have to be, you know, with, with Roddy and, and Jacobs predominantly shouldering the, the scoring burden. Everyone else, you know, they were just kind of locked in defensively and focused on rebounding and and just not letting this talented team, you know, go off against them. I was just so impressed with CSU in this one, especially with the way that they were able to defend the paint. I mean, you only allow 16 points in the paint. They only score 16 points in the paint as well, but to, to keep a guy... <laughs> like EK and, and Maldonado, who's one of the best post scorers in the country, to keep that team to just 16 points in the paint in what was a must-win game. You know, the, the defense just top to bottom was was great in this game all around. I mean, even some of those threes that Wyoming was able to hit were were really tough shots. Like, a couple of them were, were open because, you know, they doubled EK or they doubled Maldonado and they were able to use a skip pass to somebody to get an open three, and that's just kind of the cost of, of bringing help. But for the most part, I, I really feel like CSU contested shots well. Their their ability to, to close on driving lanes was was stellar. They, they finished possessions with rebounds. It was just, it was everything that you would want to see from a team in a game that mattered this much, especially at this stage of the season. It, it's not about being flashy. It's about playing winning basketball, and that's what they did. Obviously got a shout out Chandler Jacobs. I mean, this guy was, he was a killer in that second half. Finished with 18 points on 7-11 from the floor, but he had 13 points on 5-6 shooting in that second half. Also had seven rebounds. The, the 12 minutes he was on the floor in the second half, I mean, he just, he played with a killer mindset. He's a really good shooter, and, and I love how his jump shot looks, and I, I like his decision making when it comes to taking threes. I don't think he he very rarely forces up a bad look and and him going four of eight from deep in this one was massive. But what I love is, is watching him one defensively because he just locks people down when he, when he really wants to, but when he is, has his head down and, and he is going to the rim, it's really impressive because he is strong and he has great handles and he can just, his body control in the air, his ability to finish at the hoop through traffic is it's it's NBA-esque. That is a professional basketball player that CSU has coming off the bench for them and just at any point can take over if they need him to. I mean, that is such he is is the most underappreciated transfer addition in the entire country. 
I watch a lot of college basketball, and there, there are some really good ones. You know, watching Walker Kessler at, at Auburn and, and the former Tar Heel, what he's doing, he's been great. There's there are plenty of examples. Matt Bradley going over from from Cal to, to San Diego State, but I mean, a, a former Division two guy, a very decorated Division two guy. I'm not saying that with any type of you know. I'm, I'm not trying to be demeaning in, in any way because I I freaking love this guy's game. But for him to come in and make the impact that he's been able to make, and, and so quickly, you know, it's not easy to just join a team that's played multiple seasons together and, and, and find a role, but he's done that selflessly. And now, you know, that he has his confidence and he, he's kind of, you know, really comfortable around all of his teammates, both in the starting lineup and, you know, the rotational guys, we're just seeing how naturally the game comes to him. He's a bucket. And I feel like the crowd just really bought into him, you know, making some of those points down the stretch. It, it was a sight to behold. It was a lot of fun to watch. I, I just love that dude's game. You know, that's it's really that simple. I love Isaiah Stevens' game too. You know, ten points wasn't wasn't the guy that was consistently beating Wyoming all night or, or anything like that. But his ability to to facilitate and get guys open looks both at the hoop and and from deep, it, it was so important. And he just, he does whatever the Rams need. If they need him to be the point guard that, that's dropping 32, 35 points, he can do that. On most nights, they don't need him to be that guy. And he understands that. So what he tries to do is he tries to put the offense in the best position to succeed. And you might be sitting here thinking, you know, does and that what point guards are supposed to do? Well, yeah, but I don't know if you watch a lot of basketball today. It's, it's pretty uncommon to have a point guard that can actually play point guard. And Isaiah Stevens is one of the best in the country he was great in this one, just made winning plays. He was stout defensively. He was smooth on the drive, you know, protecting possessions. I just, I love watching that dude run the offense. We are very fortunate to watch a team with this much talent. And I know it's been dramatic, but it's been a lot of fun just having the Mountain West be this deep in general. I, if you follow me on Twitter, I've been posting about the the movement on DraftKings as far as Colorado State winning the Mountain West Championship. And they, they opened the, this season at like plus 400, which was the second best odds in the league behind San Diego State. Depending on where you looked, they were the betting favorite or the preseason favorite based on the media poll and the coaches. A couple of days ago, they were at plus 2,500 to win the Mountain West Conference, which was the highest it had ever been. By a couple hours later, it was already down to plus 2,000. Then it dropped to plus 900 the next day. After beating Wyoming, it is now at plus 700. Boise State is still the favorite. They have a one-game lead over Wyoming, a two-game lead over CSU. But obviously CSU and Boise State still to play that finale, and they've got to survive UNLV. They've got to survive Nevada. So it's not going to be easy sledding for any of these teams down the stretch. And of course, CSU has to then survive Utah State on the road on Saturday before playing Boise State one week later in the season finale, or regular season finale, I should say. All right, it's going to be a wild ride. Make sure that you keep up with all of the content we have cooking over at DNVR Rams. We'll hopefully get Ryan Green out to Moby for a vlog soon. That turned into a whole ordeal. We are good, though. You know, I, I appreciate the people that tweeted and, and asked, you know, for him to get access. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the relationship between a media department and the media is always going to be kind of 
hot and cold. You know, there's it's mostly going to be okay, but there's going to be moments when you clash and social media makes that much more frequent. I guess the clashing just because things get taken out of context. And, you know, ultimately, I just, I want to make it clear. I wasn't trying to take a shot at CSU. I understand that the lack of space, you know, is the reason why he couldn't be there. That's all I was trying to explain on Twitter. Um, I appreciate CSU for the access that they do give me. And I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing to provide you guys coverage down the stretch. And then, you know, obviously amplifying that as we, you know, get some of these new people into the mix, like Ryan Green, going to be a lot of fun. Um, But I do appreciate all of your guys' support. I appreciate everybody that supports my content, you know, that wants us there. You know, ultimately, that's what we want to do. We want to bring the best possible Rams content to you that we can. And it's a little bit different now with me being in Denver. It, It was a little bit easier when I was in Fort Collins. I could be there like every single day. I will say, um, outside of the Coloradoan, there is not an outside outlet in the state that is there more than me, you know, regularly commuting 150 miles round trip. And I will always be there as, as much as I possibly can, but just kind of want to throw that out there. You know, there were some shots taken online and that's just a part of the process. Twitter is silly, but I, uh, I don't know. I appreciate all you guys for always having my back. I do appreciate CSU for the access that they allow me to have. And I appreciate everyone for consuming the content. All right. That's all I wanted to say on that matter. It doesn't have to be a big thing. I'm not trying to come up here and be like, ah, boohoo, poor me. They screwed us, this, that. You know, for the most part, I've had very few issues with CSU over the years. And I know that they do appreciate the coverage that I bring. And like I said, I appreciate the access that they give. All right, that's all we have for today. Much love. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Make sure you check out my interview with David Roddy tomorrow, and we'll catch up on this Wyoming game and just whatever else we want to get into. He's always a great participant. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be